it's you're just funny. It's, it's you know the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how. Come here, come here though. Yeah, he's crazy, Dick. Who are you? Ladies and gentlemen, hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Barardo Podcast. Today's a fun episode. Not surprisingly, like most episodes, they are a lot of fun. Uh, I am joined with Heather Parody. If you don't know her, I will leave her social handles uh, in the episode notes. You can find her everywhere at Heather Parody. Uh, but I actually saw her first on TikTok where she has some very funny and entertaining uh, content. But uh, her Instagram is is great because she... Uh, is a digital creator, and she hosts a show where she interviews a ton of experts from various um, fields, and uh, we have that in common. So I wanted to pick her brain a little bit on where she thinks social media is going, um, what it's like to be a creator in this day and age, um, cancel culture. We talk a little bit about spirituality and uh, a little bit of health, wellness, uh, keeping ourselves sane from this wicked world. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. It was good to get to know her. This is the first chat we've had. Hopefully more will come from this. But uh, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Heather Parody. How did you find me? Was it, I'm assuming, Web3? It was uh, actually a little bit of a uh, little bit of both. And okay. um, I ended up finding you on TikTok, I think, at first. Sweet. Yeah. And then, uh, you know. Also, I'm sorry. <laughs> for... <laughs> For the TikTok videos, they're fantastic. Yeah, I feel like I usually need to like apologize to people or like preference it with like that's like another side of me that's there, but not always public facing. Yeah, it is weird because my like my brand is definitely not aligned with TikTok. I'm starting to kind of switch it a little bit to where now it's it's all cohesive. But TikTok is just a weird thing where it's almost like very Vine esque if you remember the vine back in the day mm. but it, it definitely makes me and makes other people i think want to show their true self yeah um there, there's something but it's also nice it. to not have it cohesive you know That's what i right. mean like give yourself space to be that person because sometimes like even if you know it doesn't like translate into like a funnel or something like right. i think it brings out things in us that we can use in life at least i'm telling myself that yeah no it's so true and I mean, again, there's just, there's not a lot of outlets out there that you can do that. You can be your true self because, you know, Instagram right. has just become this meta, yeah. quite, quite yeah. literally, this like weird, do we go there to like look at ads and, you know, instead of Google searching, we, you know, we buy things based off influencers and celebrities and, you know, yeah. Jennifer Aniston is promoting a protein brand. So it's got to be good. Like that's kind of how we've been trained the last like 10 years. Yeah. And then you look at TikTok and then you get these unboxing videos that are so authentic and, you know, people falling down and we're laughing and it's like a break from reality. It's kind of, it's interesting because it came at a, such a great time, right? Like during the pandemic is when it really yeah. cranked, but it's been around for years. I mean, I think it was musically. Musically. That's what that. Gary Vaynerchuk said it was at least. I just yeah. trusted him. I think I'm going to put my glasses on and match you. We should Ooh, just do this together. Please do. Your lighting's on fire, like it's on point. So <laughs> good. But yeah, whatever Gary V says, it's got to be true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that's another conversation. <laughs> so you know, musically, and then you know, Vine. I, I used to use Dub Smash. You remember Dub Smash? I don't know what that is. <gasps> you gotta Google some videos. 
or maybe TikToks and videos, I don't know. Uh, but Dub Smash was like a lip syncing uh, app before anything else. Like it came kind of right after Vine, right before Musical.ly. <clears throat> and it was this thing where you could just grab audio and it was just a bunch of lip syncing. So, you know, there was a in um, sync song that popped up and you would just lip sync it and post it. And it was uh, it was excellent. You are aware that I'm not a cool person, right? <laughs> that, like I, I don't I'm not with all this stuff. You know what I mean? Well, so I've never heard so any of this. I, this like, is why I'm here. Thank you for your to help. Tell you, to tell you all this. And then, uh, you know, TikTok just came right at the pandemic and it was just fantastic. Like we're all stuck at home and. We're watching each other like do pranks on we our needed, spouses. We and, needed something funny. We needed to, yeah. and and that's one thing I've been thinking a lot about lately is how, you know, as purpose-driven, whatever you want to call us, people who have this bug that bit us that says, hey, you want to make a difference in the world and you want to impact, impact people's lives. And I used to think everybody was like bit by that bug, but I've learned that they're absolutely not. <laughs> Mm. Um, for those of us who've been cursed slash blessed with that, I've been thinking a lot about comedy and fun and happiness and, and the role that that plays in some like super deep work and not from a place of, oh, we're just going to be oblivious that life sucks and things are hard and things are really unfair sometimes in the world. Mm. But understanding that this stuff that like TikTok brings to the surface and some of our favorite entertainers, what that brings out is this connective line that connects me with you, Tony, mm-hmm. because we both can laugh at this thing. And for a moment, you and I are both just a human enjoying yeah. something. And that is super simple and super profound all at the same time. So it's been weird because over the past few years, I've been like, how in the world do I make an impact? I want to change people's lives. And then lately I've just been like, how can I make people laugh? You for know, sure. and realizing that that, can too help change people's lives. Oh man, well, well said. I mean, I would say more so than than anything that happens right now on Earth, because yeah. there's so many things out there to to worry about. And you know, there's one thing that brings us together, and that is laughter. And laughter is yeah. truly the best medicine, and will change your mood and your mindset. And everyone's probably got like that movie or that show or. You know, if you're like in a weird mood or maybe you're like curled up and you have the Rona, you know, like what movie do you put on that makes you laugh and puts you in a better mm-hmm. mood? And mm-hmm. uh, there's something special about it. And the fact that they're getting so much backlash. I got a couple of buddies who are, who are comedians and uh, they said, you know, there's two type of comedians out there. There's ones that change their comedy based off the audience or the ones that do the comedy for the audience. And mm. there's, there's something very unique in that to where like you don't want to change the way you do stand up or do comedy or how you're interacting with people based off the masses because that's that's the scary thing with social media right is like the masses these millions and millions of people that we're supposed to look good for or do comedy for or act for but like if you and i have a conversation like you're gonna have actual opinions right and then versus what we see and hear on inter- on the internet it's like way different because <laughs> if mm-hmm. you were like to line up those people in real life they would have different <laughs> thoughts than what they do on twitter you know it's like a hundred percent i mean the internet just like picks and chooses and highlights and amplifies things that aren't the full picture and aren't the full story and that's what's so awesome slash dangerous about it because mm. we've filtered 
our connections through a very narrow lens of, oh, they're, this person's a Republican, this person's a Democrat, this person's anti-vax, this person's pro-vax, as opposed to like seeing a holistic human being with a, a whole narrative and story and experiences that bring to the table. And there are some exceptions for sure. Um, but most of us have like this com- commonality among us. And if we can kind of get past some of those labels, we can see that we're actually saying very similar things, but approaching it in different ways, but it takes just so much freaking humility because there's so many trigger words and, um, it's hard. It's really hard. I don't think we have it figured out. You know, I tell people all the time, we're the first batch of cookies that have gone through what it means to be a human online. I, I don't know how you, how old you are. I, we're probably similar ish in age where, you know, our parents didn't, you know, have to go through the social psychology of, finding their identity on Instagram and our kids, right. Are like, my kid sent me a selfie when she was one and a half and drop boxed it to me. Like seriously, that happened. Um, (laughs) I left the room and I got an email and it was for my one and a half year old with a selfie. It was wild. Like they're, they're completely different too. So people who are in that kind of middle range, it's like, we have to give ourselves a lot of grace because we're trying to figure out what the hell does this mean to show up digitally. Um, And, you know, even it's going to be even more amplified. You know, I know you mentioned, you know, Web3 and the stuff that's going on with tech. And I don't think it's something to be afraid of. I think it's something that we need to get really curious and intentional with because mm-hmm. we're the leaders. You know, like it or not, Tony, we're the leaders. We're the ones that are shaping what all this looks like moving forward and how we create, <laughs> how we respond. There yeah. is now, like Gary talks about, you know, a, a digital track record of how we showed up in 2020, how we mm-hmm. showed up in 2022. It's wild. You you said a lot of great stuff in there, a lot of good nuggets. And what's interesting about um, kind of social media and the internet and kind of where it's headed is it's happening so quickly that, you know, I'm in my mid-30s. Me too. I knew we were the same age. Yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all in the glasses. Um, but uh, <laughs> Yeah, are yours prescription or just trying to look cool? No, they're prescription, unfortunately. Uh, mine are just trying to look cool. Damn it. Oh, that's working well. I know. Um, well, it looks even cooler just hanging there. Like it's not even in. It's like. I'm about to do a TikTok and do some like a funny sketch video that I made. And it just Ooh. requires that I have these, you know. I'm excited to Speaking see. Speaking of mid 30s and maturity, go ahead. <laughs> As we talk about TikTok and doing videos. <laughs> what do you do for a living? Uh, uh, you know. A little bit of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Apparently, I do podcasting. That's all I do. Um, but it's, it's so, it's so wild that, um, you know, social media as a whole, we're just kind of like in this mode of let's create, let's make fun stuff. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of that, but we're also, I don't think we're all smart enough to understand the impact that we're able to make on people. Like whether you have a thousand followers or 20,000 followers, there's, it's going to get out there, whether the algorithm gets out there or just through word of mouth or even just through time. You know, like yeah. I had somebody that yeah. has been following me for a while and they reached out to me and said, dude, I saw your first episode of the podcast and that was garbage. And I was like, wait, is that on the internet still? And I looked at it and I always keep it on there, but it is garbage. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so funny that, you know, that was three years ago. Yeah. So my opinions, just like a lot of our opinions have changed drastically. And, you know, you see that happening a lot with celebrities, all the backlash. And then people are starting yeah. to kind of take away what they said 10 years ago. And I think yeah. that's so, so dangerous because not only are we all different and we all constantly change, but that's like erasing history, you know, like mm, what if we, what if we decided to just rip up the, the dollar bill and take away yeah. George Washington and all of our history and 
just because they owned slaves, for example. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Like it's it's a huge part of our history to where we have to keep everything because we are in a very strange time to where we're able to record everything. And there's something beautiful and dangerous and sexy and unique about that to where we can grow as a society. And when when would be a time you would delete something that you said? Never. Ever. 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 No. Because if I said it, I meant it. It might be wrong, but. Do you um, think everything you say you mean? Let's talk about this. <laughs> no. No. I think sometimes it's really? off impulse. I think sometimes it's off. It's from emotion, like it's anger or happiness. Yeah. You know, maybe I'm like really upset at my spouse. Like, are you married? Yeah. Okay. So I've, I've said things that I definitely don't mean. Yeah. But I said them. Yeah. So at the moment, maybe there was like an anger or a sadness or some type of emotion I was feeling that made me say it. And I think it's important to acknowledge it because mm -hmm. just like your failures, if I fucked up on something, yeah. it's good because eventually I can learn from that. You know, it might happen, not happen right away, but uh, I think I think those are important. So I, I think we need to keep everything out there. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And a lot of the stuff might get us fired or, you know, get, uh, you know, ruin our relationships, but we grow and, yeah. and change off that. So, because here's the thing, my attitude is like, if I said something and it was, uh, it was wrong to say, or it, it, you know, and I go back and delete it, that's admitting that I'm wrong. But we've seen time and time again, that years past that we were wrong about certain things, hmm. but we might've been right about certain things as well. And, and things are always changing. And in order to have really a, an objective opinion on something, you have to have all the information available. Like, you know, imagine if we deleted all the things with the COVID mask. Mm -hmm. Right. And, yeah. and they're saying, hey, COVID mask did work and it didn't work and it did work and it didn't work. Like yeah. we're going back and forth. But if we didn't have any of that information, a hundred years from now, people would think, oh, they got it right the first time. COVID yeah. mask did work or the vaccinations yeah. did work. Like it's okay to kind of see the trial and error of things leading up to the final solution. I've never sat down and thought about what I think about this and really formulated a strong opinion. Um, obviously I'm highly aware of everything that's going on with cancel culture and just being a creator and filtering things. I, I think I've, I see so many, I see different sides to it and I don't know if I have a strong opinion. I, I think I just formed one when you were talking about one aspect <laughs> where I can <laughs> see what you're saying about if I do not, if I say to you, Tony, Tony, I don't like your black rimmed glasses. I can't believe you would buy black rimmed glasses. Yeah, yeah. I can't I believe it. For a <laughs> I don't like it. And if I meant that, you know, and this is a terrible example, I, I understand from an integrity standpoint what you're saying. I don't need to go back and change or erase something that I genuinely from the bottom of my heart meant because mm -hmm. that means I'm shaping myself based off your opinion. I get that. Where I would push back a little bit is let's say to your point about saying something to your wife you didn't mean or like let's say we got online and we used to be one way and said some really hurtful things towards a people group or whatever and then we've changed. Mm. I can go back and see deleting that and here's why. I get honoring your process mm -hmm. but also too when something out is out there that can be weaponized and hurt future people by mm. watching it, I could see our responsibility as a creator, not just to say like, Hey, I said it, it's over. I already hurt people. But with the rewatch and re-listen and all that, we can 
re-hurt a whole bunch of people. Mm. And I think it's our responsibility to be responsible for stuff like that. That is true. No, that's a great point. I didn't think about that. Um, yeah, I mean, there is definitely a certain responsibility when it comes to, to creating. Um, you know, but then I also look at it like, I'm trying to see some, both sides. We're also looking at it like, if people are looking at what I say, and I end up deleting something that a group of people don't like, or one person doesn't like, because that could happen as well, where one person's pushing back on what you did or said. And if I end up deleting that, um, who's to say that they're right? Or I'm right, or I'm wrong, and they're wrong. Like, that's the funky thing, right? Is like, hmm. we've just been proved time and time again that we constantly make mistakes all the mm -hmm. time. And we don't know, like, when is it for sure this is proved wrong? Like, you need to delete this. Like, who's to say? Who's the the person up top that is deciding whether or not that's right or wrong? And that's kind of where it gets funky. You know, like, especially when you see all these. I did a podcast with a buddy of mine who's very, like, you know, liberal and conservative. And I'm kind of, like, in the middle. But he's he's got some strong opinions. And we agreed on a lot of stuff, but we disagreed on a lot of stuff, too. But we had a good conversation. Like, it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, an argumentative combo, but it was interesting because we were sharing these thoughts where it's like, we have these groups that we're getting put in, you know, whether it's left, right, sure, um, you know, gender, race. Uh, mm -hmm. We talked a lot about that to where it was, it was kind of weird that we're so biologically used to being in these camps, you know, like these tribes and we're stuck in it and it's hard for us to get out. So when we have people, whether it's creators or not, that have this objective view or maybe this left view, right view, whatever, automatically our, our first thought is to point at that person and say, you need to take that down because that's bullshit. That's stupid. Yeah. But then yeah. how am I right though? You know, that's the weird thing. It's like, what's right and wrong? And I think, I don't know. I just think we're all, we're very smart, but we're also very stupid. Like we're a very <laughs> stupid species. And you're like, and I'm never going to delete that. <laughs> yeah, man. And, so, like, you, know, you know, I don't, I, I think there are, you know, universal truths of like right and wrong and morals and stuff like that. I think totally. more often than not, it's a, a level of like walking in integrity with yourself. That's right. Right. And your own values and your own morals. And like at the end of the day, when I look at my two little girls in the face and puck them in bed, am I proud how I showed up as a woman in this world with the responsibility of that? Right. And if I can say yes, and I promise you, my friend, more often than not, there's a lot of flaws in there. But if I'm walking in that integrity that I'm proud of the way that Heather Parody showed up, yeah. that for me is the goal. And you know what? I'm probably going to change and shift and adjust my truth and what that is over and over again because we're figuring it the hell out. And mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm 35. I haven't yet figured it out. I don't know. In fact, I think I know less now than I did when I was 20. Like I'm way more confused, yes. way more questions. Way too much going on. Yeah. So it's not for me, it's like, what is right or wrong? It's like, am I walking in integrity with what I do know and showing up for that? And I think that's the only measure. For sure. And I, you know, talking about comedy and, and truths, Dave Chappelle is one of, I mean, he's the goat in my opinion. And he said <laughs> something, he hit, said something great. I think it was in, uh, I don't know if it was in a special uh, years ago, maybe during the pandemic or something, but he said something that was has resonated since I've started creating content uh, aggressively. And he goes, 
you're never going to be able to fix the world, but you can fix your block. And there's something very beautiful in that to where you you can't really listen to the noise too much and let them, you know, yeah. have you form an opinion. Yeah. But like you said, which was great, as long as you tuck your girls in and your kids in and you can look yeah. around your community and as long as you did the right things and everyone's happy with yeah. you in that community, that's how I think we should live our lives. Because if we start Preach. living for other people that we've never met before. Preach. It's, it's hard. Yeah. It's a hundred percent. And you can do anything, everything right. I mean, people hate on Mother Teresa. I'm like, how the hell do you hate <laughs> on Mother Teresa? You know what I'm saying? But people yeah. be calling her names and acting crazy on her and, you know, uh, Martin Luther King and all this stuff. And I'm like, these people like live saint lives and they got haters. Yeah. So we're just effed. You know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of wild when there's like massive backlash and protests because like yeah. the Little Mermaid is now <laughs> black. I mean, yeah. dude, come on. Like, yeah. calm down, guys. First of all, it's just a movie. You shouldn't be passionate about any movie. But, like, we just need to, like, step back. And there's so many great things in this world. And and there's so many beautiful things we could do and we could say and beautiful people out there. It's like the, the fact that you spend time worrying about that type of stuff, it's just. It's wild. Yeah, we're, we're not that intelligent, uh, a large group of mm -hmm. us, to where we don't understand kind of what this life thing is. And uh, we're so new to everything. You know, we're only, like. So what is like, this life thing? What do you think? Oof. I wish I knew. I know for sure it's not like things, like okay. things that we have. So I know it's not that. So I, I try not to let that things. bother me. Things, glasses in particular. Uh, but like, you know, vehicles and houses and materialistic stuff. I know it's not that. I think life to me, how I've tried to live it is not the YOLO mentality. That's not the, the best way. I did do that in my 20s though. YOLO. The what mentality? YOLO mentality. I don't know what that is. I told you I wasn't cool and fancy. Oh my goodness. Um, live life like you only have one. That's, that's what they say. I think it's. Oh, I had WWJD bracelets. That's okay. kind of like the Christian version of that. Come on. You were cool. You had those bracelets? Come on. Yeah, dude. If you had those in the, the Live Strong, you were ahead of the curve. You were good. My favorite t shirt was Modest is Hottest. Oh my God. <laughs> that's fantastic. My favorite t-shirt was corn, and then I would have a uh, chain wallet in my Jenko jeans. That was like my peak middle school life. Oh, man. Yeah, was I was cool. more punk rock. Like, I liked some 41 Blink-182, which I know is like pop fake punk, no, but I was a don't fake ever. pop punk person. Yeah, yellow card and yeah, some 40. I'll, I'll, I'll crank out all that for sure. Vans Warp Tour. How about that? Who? Vans Warp Tour. You ever been to the Warp Tour that they had no. in the country? That wasn't ago. cool. Remember? Oh yeah. I watched MTV though. Okay, so you were people having fun. Yeah, you were like, that's pretty cool. If you're watching, it's pretty vibe. I was homeschooled and it was it was a good time. I love how people now think MTV is like, oh, you mean uh, Rob Derdick's network? Well, yeah, kind of, but it used to be music television. They don't even know. They don't even understand God. waking up before school and like watching music videos. It was fantastic. All day, man. Um, Avril Lavigne was like vibe. Oh. But anyway, that's life right there is sitting and watching MTV. That's that's what that is. Music videos. Yeah, and then eating so bad. Surge. I mean, what the hell were we drinking? Do you remember Surge? Surge like was it is so a good. miracle we're alive. Surge is so good. <laughs> yeah, there was Surge and then they ended up like making Volt and oh, dude. Squirt and just these wicked 
sugar like fruitopia you remember fruitopia oh yeah man oh. and now we're like in our mid-30s and can't have a cup of coffee past three you know what i mean i know <laughs> once i do that my day is ruined but you know to, to go back so life hmm. oh yeah sorry cue heavenly harp no i mean i, th I think life is just like accepting what you are Meaning like... That's kind of depressing. It was super depressing. Yeah, just accept uh, who you are. It's just hopeless. Accept. Yeah. And I don't mean like in the sense of like, you know, if you're, you know, you want to be like a model and you're 200 pounds, you could be on the cover of Victoria's Secret. Like that's great too. Accept who you are. I get it. But I mean like accept like human beings, like what we are. Hmm. And we're the only species that are aware that we're going to die. We're the only hmm. species that is aware that there's other species. And we know what mm. they are. Like we're conscious. We're we're the only thing that we know of that is just aware. We're just aware of everything, our surroundings. And, you know, we're not the smartest species on the planet, which is interesting. You know, it's said that orcas and dolphins have a bigger brain than us, but we're just aware of what those things are. Well, I don't think know? it's just awareness. We're also question and we challenge and we're curious and we struggle with things like identity there. I just heard this dude speak, uh, this past weekend, Erwin McManus. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that he said is that humans are the only species who struggle with who they are. So like a monkey's like, I'm a monkey, a little ant's like, I'm an ant. And then we're like, what am I, you know? <laughs> yeah. So that's interesting. And you know, that's a human thing that we deal with our entire lives of who am I and am I living up to what that is supposed to be? That's right. So why is it that we're not only aware of things, but we also question things, including ourselves, mostly, mm -hmm. mostly ourselves. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's kind of subconsciously i guess that's what i'm trying to say you said it in a much better way than i did but yeah that's we're always like looking for this answer you know and i think that's why religion is is such a big part of uh a hundred percent the human culture right is like we want to know what the fuck happens afterwards like why were we put on this earth and i think if we just and that to me is life is quite the contrary just be aware just accept it it is what it is don't you know, I, I've lived myself ever since I used to wrestle. I, I lived with the mantra of control what you can control, you know, and that's don't think about anything else that you can't control. Don't get upset about things you can't control. If a guy cuts you off in traffic, if you get upset about that, he's never going to know. You're, you're never going to see him. You're never going to talk like you just wasted pretty much a whole day of your life. You know, you go to work at 7 a.m. Someone cuts you off. You flick him off. You yell, you scream, you get angry, you spill coffee on yourself. You show up to work, you have a shitty day at work because of that one guy that you're never going to meet. But if you can control being aware of of what you are, you're just this thing that's on this planet. And we don't know, and we're probably never going to know. But if you could just accept it and be excited about the now and where you live and what you're doing and not let anything else really affect your attitude too much, you just live a healthier life, whether that's for a year or 60 years, you know, and, and just being aware of it. But I like what you said a little bit better with... <laughs> Tony, I, I'm 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 about to label you. Oh no! In a ungrammatical way. Okay, I like that word. Grammatically correct, an ungrammatically correct way. Okay. I think I even said that ungrammatically. <laughs> okay, Tony, Heather. I think you are. Tell me if I'm wrong. A stoic? Is it stoicism? Stoic? Stoicite? Sounds like a Power <laughs> Ranger, so I'm into it. God, that would be a good reel. That's going to be my next reel. That's really funny. Yes, please. Um, 
But you know what I'm talking about. I just recently started learning about that whole world, and I feel like that's what you are, but I'm also labeling you incorrectly. So tell me where I'm off. Well, if you could elaborate a little bit, because I've heard of it, but I, if, if you ask me the definition of it. Okay, that makes know. me feel better. So there's this dude, and I think his name is Ryan Holiday. I'm not sure, but he's kind of, I mean, he didn't invent it. It's like a thing, but he talks a lot about it in modern day terms uh-huh. of being a stoic or approaching life. And I'm totally butchering this, but it's this very, um, God, I hate using these words and I don't fully understand it, but... From somebody who's looking at it on the outside in, a very practical, unemotional Mm. way of approaching life where, you know, you're you're making statements of like, just accept things how they are. And this is just the awareness and we're just here and get over it. And kind of just this very, this is the soup, eat the soup, Mm. quit, you're griping. And that's what it is in Heather terms. Yeah. That seems like you. First of all, by the way, well said. Um, oh, so well said, man. That was just like, transcribe that and put it in a blog. That was perfect. That's going to be a real, I'm going to clip that up. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess so. I'm going to have to look more into it, but I could, I could see that. I know you talk about the lack of like emotion to it. I've been guilty of that with my wife where she says, how do you not, like, how do you just have these conversations? Because, you know, she'll say something and it's very either, you know, upsetting or like something through work and she'll like tell me the story and she'll get like very mm-hmm. emotional about it. And obviously I don't want to label any women because not every woman is the same. You can say feminine energy is most like. Thank you. That's what I was That's an say. easy way of doing yes. that. So feminine energy is typically more emotional than testosterone filled mm-hmm. unemotional asshole men because I mean. Typically, the group as men, and men headquarters would kill me if I told you guys this, but we're usually more of an asshole. But I think I'm just a little bit more aggressive when it comes to that because I don't like wasting time. I don't, I don't know what that would be labeled as, but I just I feel like the more time we waste thinking about things, again, we can't control, that you lose kind of, you lose thought in the present. I think it was Joe Rogan uh, that said it best where he's like, you only get like a thousand points of bandwidth, you know, like in your head, if you could fill up your brain in terms of points in a day, let's say you only have a thousand points. Mm -hmm. So like if you spend a hundred points worrying about the guy that cut you off and 200 points about the girl at work that hates you and 300 points, like you only have a thousand in a day. Like why would you waste it on, waste that bandwidth on things you can't control? So that's kind of how I... I live my life. Would you consider yourself ambitious? I do. Very. Which is interesting to me because that seems very contrasty to kind of this is the way life is, accept it. And just, is there conflict with you with that? Because you seem very practical and aware, but also too, ambition goes straight up against that. It does. Yeah. And I, but I think ambition too, when people are ambitious, the problem with ambition is they have something in their mind of what they want and a, like a goal or maybe a yeah. mission, right? And mm-hmm. that's kind of how I I do live things where in my head I'm like, okay, I can't control X, Y, Z. I can't control if I'm going to get rich or not. I'm just going to try to get rich. And if I get rich, great. If not, I'm not going to look on Instagram and be worried about why does Kylie Jenner have all this money and I don't? You know, mm-hmm. I think that's the difference uh, that we're talking about is like, you know, I do accept and I do, I'm aware of everything and I'm conscious of like, hey, this is what we are, accept it. But then also, mm-hmm. if you don't like it, you could do something about it. And I think, preach. you know, maybe I am a little uh, 
uh, hypocritical when it comes to those things. But I think I meet in the middle of, of both those where I'm not completely stoic, but I'm also not like completely um, unaware of what mm. can and can't be done. You know, I think like mm. I, I own my own company. Me and my wife opened up our own business called uh, Meet Cute Box. It's like a date night subscription service. Mm-hmm. And then I also have the podcast. I'm a UGC creator. So I do all that stuff on the side. But I've spent years not doing um, my previous corporate jobs that I worked at. I just didn't like it. And I was like, I love creating content. I love the podcast. I want to do it full time. So yeah. I just stopped listening to everybody else. Again, cutting out the noise, not accepting what other people are telling me and just doing it and going all mm-hmm. in with it. And if it happens, great. you know. Uh, yeah. But again, I'm not going into it like, I don't need a Spotify deal for $100 million, Joe Rogan. Like, right. I don't need that. I'm just, right. I'm living my life as if I want it and uh, making my community and my block stronger and better. And that's kind of the thing. I love that. So I don't think there's contradiction. You said that it's contradictory. I think what you're talking about is honoring the humanness of it because to our circle full all the way back around to what we originally talking about, our tendency to put people in boxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do that with ourselves. And like, you should be you know, a contradiction. I should be a contradiction. We should have these elements inside of us that we honor and understand that there's a place for you to be a little more detached from things and practical. And there's also a place for you to be ambitious and wild and crazy and impractical. Uh, And it's just our job to steward those wisely where we use those in the right moments and in the right seasons. Yeah. And again, we're, we're all still trying to figure this thing out, right? Like, especially, I mean, you alluded to it with technology and, and web three. It's like, even this thing, like, it's still so new. Like, I love how we're Especially jumping into Web3. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're jumping into Web3 and we still haven't figured out, like, meta. Like, people are still, mm-hmm. like, cratch, you know, scratching their head on, like, what is this thing? What is this TikTok thing? What is this social media thing? What is, you know, like, some people don't know how to check their email. And, like, yet again, we're jumping into NFTs and Web3 and people are just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> but, you know, there's just so much yeah. stuff to figure out. Um and a lot of that is like stay in your lane and stuff. But mm. again, when I have these conversations with my wife, who's like totally oblivious to everything that we're just talking about, like I have these combos with her and she's like, her head hurts. And I'm like, don't try to figure it out. If you don't, if you're not interested in it, yeah, don't even worry about it. It's all good. That's why you have me, you know, but like, what's your well, thought process on everything? Because I know you're big into Web3, which is a big reason I want to talk to you about. I, I think I'm not a techie person. Um, Yet. I've been thrown into it this past year. And I think we stop at tech. We think that's the thing. And that's not the thing. It's never going to be the thing. The thing is figuring out how humans are and honoring that and realizing that tech just elevates that and shines a light on it. And we are never going to change as human beings. So to your wife, to people like me who aren't techie, instead of like shying away from it, what we need to ask ourselves is where's what human need is this meeting? And what do I need to understand about that? Mm. We don't need to understand what the tech is about. But like with NFTs, where what that's telling us about humanity is that we want ownership, that we want to feel a part of something, that we want to say we we're tired of just consuming things and throwing it away. We want something that's ongoing and something that's living and breathing and means more. Um, That's the important part to understand 
about NFTs, decentralization, understanding that people want more security, they want more authenticity, they want things on the blockchain to be more transparent. That's what we need to understand. And anybody can understand that. We don't need to understand the tech layers and Mm -hmm. coding and all of that. We need to understand what this tech is meeting from a human standpoint. And that's the point. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's similar to when you become a young man or a young woman and you're going through, uh, kind of the understanding of like what the currency is, you yeah. know, what the stock market is, um, yeah. real estate, what's a mortgage, mommy, daddy, like that type of feeling. I think it's how we're feeling now with all this, this new change. It's like, you don't necessarily have to get a mortgage. You don't even have to learn about it really, you know, when you're mm-hmm. that age, but it's good to kind of know about where the world is going. And I think this is the world, you know, eventually the blockchain and VR and AR and, sure. you know, all this stuff sure. is going to be when we're all old and wrinkly and, you know, hopefully our heads are floating in some tube and we're still conscious uh, in 40 years, 50 years, things are going to be way different. You know, like people might not even work. There might not be retail stores. There might not be uh, like everything might just live on the blockchain online and yep. it's just it's leading that way. What's scary yep. to me, though, is how fast it's happening. Like, if you really think about it, you know, we're in our 30s. So just 25 years ago, 30 years ago, the internet didn't even exist. A hundred years ago, 200 years ago, three, like go all the way back. We are so young as a species versus how old the earth is. Hmm. And when you look at like, like, let's say if you had a book of humanity and it was like this Hmm. big, thick book, right? And there was, you know, I don't know how old the earth is. No clue. Not interested. I don't yeah. want to know how old it is. That's, it's weird. Yeah, that's way too much. <laughs> and plus, side note, like how do they really know? Like, come on, stop. It's just a guess. Word. <laughs> it could be 2,000 years old. We don't know. I wasn't there. You weren't there. Could be. <laughs> or it could be flat. Not just kidding. Um, cut that part out. But the whole, the whole you idea. You can't do that. You can't delete anything. <laughs> but like the whole idea, if you were to have a book and the last couple pages was just the last 100 years. Right, like mm-hmm. if you break it down in terms of years on a page and you look at that entire thing, this little sliver right here is where we're at now. And it's the mm-hmm. most innovative and exciting time ever in the history of the planet. But it's all happened within the last 50 years. Like it's, mm-hmm. it, it makes me wonder, A, how, how is that even possible? Like how do we move along so quickly? It's like, did Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos get born and then the world changed? Like, like some, more things happened to where it, we're just heading in such a crazy freaking time in our human history. It's, it's hard to comprehend. I know that we are way more advanced now than we've ever been, but I also know throughout history, people have probably said the exact same words that you just said of like, oh my God, things are changing so quickly. This Mm. is so scary. Holy crap, blah, blah, blah. And then we hadn't even scratched the surface. So where my mind goes with all this tech, if we're like, oh my God, everything, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, can you imagine in 50 years what we'll be actually doing? And this is nothing. I'm always weary of like approaching anything with kind of caution and fear because I think it's more interesting to ask ourselves what is our place and assignment with all of this right now Mm. and our, our responsibility because it's here, it's happened, it's already done. And we think that this stuff's approaching us. It's already technically happened, right? Like it's been around for a minute. We're just catching up because we're slow. (laughs) So I'm not afraid of it. I'm curious. 
And um, I'm seeing history, you know, repeat itself, just like we do with generations. Like, oh my God, Gen Z is such blah, 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 blah. And then they said that about millennials and they said that about the boomers. They said about everything. Like, again, back to our humanity. Nothing is new under the sun. Yeah. And we're always innovating. Like, that's the cool thing with humanity. That's different than any other species is, like, we always want better. And we always want to be better and do better and, and create new things and you know, back in the caveman days, I mean, we, we looked at raw meat and we we're like, this is cool, but like, how can we cook it? And then boom, we got fire, you know, it's like, and then I'm still asking oh. myself that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's what's so crazy is we're just so, and we're very selfish. I think that's kind of what it comes down to is it's never going to be good enough. And, hmm. um, that is kind of weird where I'm not like fearful of like humanity or the future, but you look at, like all the ads that I do uh, for my business and um, the content I create for my business and the podcast stuff, it's like I don't create long form videos that much anymore. Like I'll record this podcast and I'll put it on YouTube and, you know, it gets whatever, a couple thousand views. But like the videos that are 10 seconds get 100,000 views. Yeah. And it just, you know, we have such a short attention span. Yep. It just goes back to where it's like that part is kind of scary to me because. We're just not appreciating everything that is happening because we want our Amazon packages in less than two days. Like, have you ever had an Amazon package and you get the notification where it says, oh, we're running late. It's going to be a week. And you're like, mother, are you yeah, kidding me? For sure. And it's just that that part to me is kind of scary because that loses the, the, the uh, heartfelt part of humanity, which is like, you know, let's just relax, enjoy each other, enjoy our time, enjoy our place. Um, as opposed to like, gimme, 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 gimme. Yeah. And that goes back to the ambition thing. Cause I think, and this is just for me, I don't, this is a very blanket statement for me, ambition. Cause I'm to a fault. Um, that has been hard to manage figuring out that pursuit mm. and the, uh, honoring that side to myself, because I think it was put there for a reason. And I think that there's stuff on this earth that I was designed and created to do. I'm spiritual and you probably pick that up, but also too, in that pursuit, there's so much that's robbed for it because my mind is always going to what's the next thing mm-hmm. and being efficient. And, uh, I time block and very particular with that. So it's really been challenging for me to be in that relaxed state and not be thinking about the projection for the week and what I'm doing. And I can't stand Grant Cardone. No offense. Oh crap. This is never going to be deleted or edited. <laughs> this is staying up there forever. But I do mean it. Yeah. But I mean it, Tony. I mean it. I do not like him. Yeah. Um, Preach girl. The 10 X BS. Uh, yeah. But that's, you know, at least culturally what we've been conditioned to do. And then especially being in a space like you and I are in with like entrepreneurship and creation and all that. It's like, it's just, it's wild to kind of adopt that present stuff we're supposed to do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's like, again, who tells you what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do, right? Like that's where we go back to like right and wrong. What is, what is right? Because you have all these people telling you hustle, you know, fucking work. Work 14 hours a day. You got a family? Fuck them. You got a teacher? Don't listen to them. And you're like, yeah, fuck yeah. Right on. Yeah. Caffeine. Yeah. And then you also have like other people that are like, relax. <laughs> Do urban mate, matcha tea, meditate. Yeah. Be spiritual. Take mushrooms. And yeah. like, ugh, what do I do? Yeah. Like it's just, we're getting pulled in all these different directions. And I think a lot of that is because no one knows. 
Yeah. We're all looking for answers and maybe all those are right, you know, and that's why uh, it is cool to kind of dip your hands in a lot of different cookie jars. But, um, you know, kind of like where you said where it, it is a struggle because admitting that was one of the best things I did when I decided to get out of the corporate world where I was like, whatever I was doing eight to five, my mind was other places. And, um, mm. you know, I want to uh, head to that mirage. That was kind yeah. of like my thought process like. What, what's over there? Is that an island? Mm, let me go. Yeah. S- let me swim over there. Yeah. Let me check it out. And swimming yes. over here and, and checking this thing out has been awesome. You know, yeah. but I think if you don't kind of scratch that itch, then you're going to be doing circles for a long time. Word. So, Word. And how do you find that balance? Like if you are, if you are spiritual, I mean, do you, from a health standpoint, I mean, do you meditate? Do you uh, pray? Do you, you know, let's get deep. Yeah. The, I, I've been thinking about like renaming everything that I'm doing and calling it yes and <laughs> because I feel like That's awesome. every question is like a yes and. Um, I love it. Yeah, I've, I try all of that imperfectly and messy. I'm, I'm really big into uh, running for me. Like physical mm-hmm. health is mental health. I was a therapist for a while and it was wild how many struggles kind of came from just poorly taking care of yourself. So, I mean, there's so much spirituality and like lifting a weight and going to the gym and stuff like that. So true. Um, so it's interesting. I think I'm, I'm very spiritual, but I also too like have reverence for different practices that aren't necessarily labeled spiritual, I guess. Mm. I try to be outside a lot. I know that's an odd thing too, but sitting outside is just a real big connection for me. I feel like there's a lot of downloads I get there. And I think that is different for every person. I'm not big in yeah. like, you have to pray, you have to read, you have to meditate, you have to get up at 430 in the morning, you have to do this. I think you need to pay really close attention to when you feel something a little lighter and then keep mm. doing that. I like that. And I, I don't think that's crazy at all. I mean, have you, um, are, are you familiar with like circadian rhythms and oh yeah, things like that? Totally. So have you, uh, have you ever walked in the grass in the morning? Oh yeah, man. Dude, that to me is like, no matter what, dude. yeah, dude, yeah. no matter what you believe in, if we did this and no one told us to do it, would we have the same mm-hmm. feeling? That to me is like the mind fuck. That's interesting. You know what I mean? Like, cause yeah. I'm a, I'm big into ice plunging and saunas and all that. And I get okay. out of it and uh, I have been for years cause I was, I was a personal trainer uh, prior to this and, but I only do it mm-hmm. more because people say it. 100%. And then when I get out of it, I'm like, yeah, like it did help. Yeah. But did it help or is it because everyone, you know what I mean? Like that, that's always kind of the thing I think about. But the grass, walking on the grass in the morning thing, that fuck the bullshit what people are saying. That's the real deal. When you can, and you know, I'm in Florida, so it's disgusting most of the time. Mm-hmm. But there's something unique about walking on the dirt and the grass and feeling it and then letting the sun hit you right when it raises. And that's the first Absolutely. thing you do. You don't, you don't grab your screen. Right. Mm-hmm. You get up and you go outside and you let the sun hit you and you feel the warmth. You close your eyes, you walk on the grass and you feel like not like crazy creatures, but you just feel like a, it's hard to explain. It's like, do you know Aubrey Marcus? Yes. On it. Yeah. Yes. He has, he has a it. book. I need to reread it, but it's called the perfect day or something crazy. I don't know. And, uh, dude, I was like, Oh man, I'm gonna do the perfect day and I'm going to do all these steps. And I only made it to his habits like in the morning, which are just like three things. Uh, and I do it imperfectly, but one of his was, he just swears by going outside barefoot 
and stepping in the grass and then like having um, a little salt in your water, like sea salt, and then elevating your heart rate. Mm, I have heard about the sea salt thing. I need to read that book. Yeah. What's it called? It's really good. It's uh, called The Perfect Day or something like that. He's great. Yeah. I love hearing him speak and stuff too. He's got a very, very fun mindset. Yeah. He's entertaining, dude. Yeah. And I have a lot of Ana products. I'm a big Ana guy. I've never had those products. Um, Own the Day. That's what it's called. Own the Day. day. It walks through from the moment you wake up to the time you go to sleep and just kind of like what he believes, you know, through all the shows and all that works. But again, back to your point of like, you know, here's somebody telling us to do something and obviously, you know, we're sheep and we're going to follow it. Um, which is good and bad, right? Sure. But I think it's just really paying attention to what feels really, really good for you. Like my mm. husband, he's a personal trainer too, and he's really into weightlifting. And he's just like, man, I just feel so great after I just lift all this. I force myself to lift weights and do, I have no spiritual awakeness when I'm lifting weights. I literally become a monster and want to punch people after. Like I hate it. But running for me is like when I am really needing a download and needing some connection, I go run and I feel God. I feel mm. like something. Um, and my husband hates it. Like he would rather, like if he had to run, it would be to save someone's life. Maybe. And even still, it depends on who it is. Like he might give up halfway through. That's why I said maybe. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, I, I run in the morning because I got a, a corgi. So usually I run him for like, 10 minutes and then he's dead for like six hours. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like running in the morning after I do my, uh, my grass and then I usually weight train, but the running is different than weight training to me. Cause the, the weight training does pump me up. Like I feel like I can run through a wall afterwards and, you know, get into like a long debate with someone on a podcast. That's but your like, masculine energy, dude. Probably. That's all that is. Yeah. Dominate I, the day and lift a weight. Cause I chop wood and use tools. Um, but running is different because running does, do you usually do headphones or mm-hmm. like, do you listen to a podcast or music or anything? I listen to a podcast. Sometimes I run in silence. I've been doing that over the past couple of years. Sometimes I just really want it to be silent. Yeah. I was going to say, cause running in silence is different than me than running with music. Running in silence is very similar to like walking on the grass, that type of, thing. you know, depending on where you live, of course you live in New York and you're, you know, running around midtown, that would suck because it'd be noisy and distracting. But yeah, if you can go outside where there's not a lot of traffic, yeah. there's not a lot of people, and you could just hear the noises and listen to the, yeah, you know, to yeah. the wind and stuff, there's something special in that for sure. It is for sure. Yeah. And these are the little things that, you know, we're talking about where control we can control. Well, these are the things that are like beautiful that you should be, you know, like you should be experiencing. You shouldn't be worrying too much about what's going on on the internet. Mm-hmm. You know, too much. Yeah, if that's your, mm-hmm. if that's your profession, you know, go all in. But, you know, also experience outside. Have a little fun. Get a little vitamin D. So at one point, a comedian in the world said this, and it's really good. But they said that if you want to make comedy about life, then you need to make space to live your life. And I don't think that has anything to do with comedy. I think that has to do with being a creator in general, whether you're creating products or creating words on a paper or shows. Mm. It's really difficult to make something that's meaningful if we don't have a source of inspiration that we're tending to, because essentially what we're doing is we're pulling from a well that's very, very empty and we're manufacturing things that we think are going to work as opposed to allowing space to be truly inspired and create from that place. And that's really hard because to us, we're being 
unproductive going outside and putting your feet in the grass or turning off everything and actually talking to people in our life about nothing and all that stuff. But that's where those funny ideas come. And that's where that little spark happens. And so it's interesting. We are really funny as human beings. We're funny. We are. We are funny. God doesn't think we're funny. He's probably like, damn it. I can't believe I made all this. Yeah. And, you know, he's, you know, whoever it is, he's looking down saying, I I know. Sometimes I just regret these guys. (laughs) We are funny. But this, uh, I can't believe we're at an hour already. This, yeah, this was good. This was really fun. I really enjoyed this. This was fun. I I think we should, uh, we'll definitely do this more often for sure. Can we do it when we're 59? And so maybe we can come back and actually know the answers to all this stuff. Yes. Well, I I might have deleted all these by then. (laughs) I know it won't be. (laughs) Grant Cardone, my hatred for him will forever be out there into the world. And I'll just say that this was fake and not really me. Well, we'll, I'll send a, uh, I'll send a note to you after this and we'll mark it on the calendar 20, whatever, six years from now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll we'll definitely do this again. I'll be brilliant. So be ready. We'll have all the answers by then. We'll have some wicked, like, you know, microphones and headsets. It'll be like super crazy. I don't know. We'll be sitting on the blockchain recording VR. it there. Yes. VR. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I do want to do, uh, I'd love to talk to you some other time about like more about Web3 and, and VR and kind of where all that's going. It's just there, there's so much stuff. And again, it's constantly changing. Yeah. Um, but I think it's exciting. Right. Like it's, it's exciting because, you know, you look at all these jobs that are coming up from all these creators and, Mm -hmm. um, it's, people are able to kind of create their own future. You know, we always thought American dream was go work at a coal mine and be able to like get a 401k plan eventually. Like, but now it's like, hold on. So the American dream could be more real now than ever, where you can actually truly do what you love, get paid a good living for it. And be able to hang out from home doing what you love. And maybe. That, maybe. I, I don't think I don't think again, and we can talk about it another time, but yeah, there's a lot more tools and interesting things to elevate what we've been doing, but we're always gonna run into the same human problems we've always had. And mm. really it's never been a tech issue. <laughs> right. Well, that's a broad statement, <laughs> but it's less about that and mm. more about what's blocks us internally to stepping into that like what you did leaving corporate and being able to do this with your wife and make stuff and create it dude that's not normal right so it's not about you having access to a microphone and the internet it's about you becoming the human being that says i am going to create something and put it out into the world and make something with myself and Mm -hmm. that's the real wonder not the blockchain ambition yeah ambition yeah not all of us have it it is a uh it is a gift and a curse. Speaking of curses, um, so Heather, where can people find you? <laughs> That's I'll, amazing. I'll, I want to start using that. Please do. Speaking of you sucking, how do we find you? Um, at Heather Parody, most places. Just find me, P-A-R-A-D-Y. That's Got it. it. Ooh, and it's right there for people watching on YouTube. Well, dang it. Look how fancy that is. Super fancy. No, but this was great. And again, I'll leave all uh, your social media links in the episode notes. Thank you. But go follow Heather. She has some amazing content, um, not just on TikTok, which is very entertaining, but on Instagram as well, where she interviews tons of experts on a lot of cool stuff. So definitely yep. follow her. And Heather, I cannot thank you enough for the time. This was a lot of fun. Let's do it again. It was nice meeting you. You too. IRL. 
All right, bye. See you in 28 years. All right. <laughs>